good morning. I'm sorry. Tech issues. I, I bought some new um, Air phones. Oh, boy. I know. The saga continues. <clears throat> On, honestly, I, I realize at this point that it'll never work out for me with earphones. Um, are, I, these, are these some um, discount Amazon Air Air? Okay, so there's somewhere in between... You know, because I've tried all all variety of Bluetooth ear things, mm -hmm. but refused to get the Apple ones because, uh, as you know, I lose them every two days. You've had them. Um, You've had them before. No, I've I've never bought the AirPods because I fear. I same. Fear. Same. It seems yeah. Untenable to it, live with them. It's a foregone conclusion. Like you, you will lose them. It's a real Sophie's choice. You know, like. You'll you'll be getting these precious things. You know you'll one of them or both of them will have to go. Yeah, I don't think it's Sophie's choice, but I do think that um, <laughs> it is. It is luxury. It is luxury. It's a luxury item that I'm surprised like, that people have. Me too, and I know that I'm sure there's people out there who have a system. Yeah, that keeps their AirPods safe. Yeah. I would be one and, of those people. Like, you know, I don't have a case for my phone, you know, shit like that. So, but oh, still, I, this is like a bridge I too thought, far for me. I thought I was one of those people because some, I mean, obviously subconsciously I knew like I'm, I can't have AirPods, but even the one when I've gotten sort of secondary brands of AirPods and they're like fairly expensive, I will lose the case or the whole unit within mm -hmm. a day or oh, I'll put yeah. it through the put it put it through the wash yeah so yeah. that's kind of been the pattern like I get it within a day or two there's a malfunction like I wash the case or I recently bought um skull candy ones and I charged them on the airplane because I actually bought them at the airport and the chart the the outlet on the plane shorted out the case because at one point I, I picked up the case and I was like, my, that's warm. And then by, by the time I realized it, it was cold again because it no longer dead. worked at all. Dead, yeah. Dead. It had been baked. It got, you know, roasted. <laughs> so then, so then, um, what I was so like determined to make it work that I sent, I, contacted skull candy and paid 30 more dollars to have them send me a new case i was just and thinking then, about how how the what are they called i buds but i what are they called do you know do you know what the uh, apple things are called air airpods airpods okay yeah um, iBuds. <laughs> iBuds. um but I, I watched on youtube like a, a little tour of the new apple had billions dollars expensive glass circle oh, oculus or whatever what. it's called where is it in california yeah yeah and there is this part where apparently it's a problem because people keep running into the glass walls so they started putting like post-it notes on the on the glass walls so that people wouldn't run into it but then people incredible uh, you know would take them off because it wasn't aesthetically pretty the, the idea for the building but you know that is incredible incredible there were some like what i got there was like video in this thing of like surveillance camera video people running into uh, I, I cannot wait like, to see this tremendous 
What a beautiful <sighs> idea. Just build a useless building for zillions of dollars. Yeah. I mean, uh, not useless, but, you know, whatever. Um, impractical, I should say. Solar panels and a rainbow stage oh in the God. center of it. What um, is a rainbow stage? So I was like, why is there like a gay rainbow stage at Apple? Yeah. And it was pointed I... out that like the original Apple logo was like a rainbow. Oh. <laughs> I But also, I like. I forgot. Gay, you know? Well, who? Like, is there an Apple person who's an ally? Are they, are they well, gay? Well, now, allies? now Tim Cook. Is that his name? Mm. but you know so but I think I think it was just always there that's my my new there was always this underlying gay insistence maybe that's why Steve Jobs was so mad so mad because he was in the closet there it's it possible. is he, there it is he was a con- he was a control freak in the closet Hot take I highly recommend reading this book Small Fry that Jamie St. Peter bought for oh. me which is Le- lisa jobs memoir right. and it's very very good okay why why is it good yeah. um it's just it's sort of like this tragic insight into steve jobs life and mm. you you don't like feel all of the kind of like victory and success and it's it's a much more personal story and you feel like his like how his failures and successes and OCD and strangeness affected the people around him in a yeah. very um, deep way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very good. She's a good, she's a good writer. Great. Yeah, that, um, came, that came out some time ago. Yars ago. Yars even. Yeah. Yars. Um, so on the, on the front lines of cultural progress here at Dance and Stuff. Cultural but progress at Dance and so, Stuff. You know. Speaking of cultural progress at dance and stuff, is that video you made on YouTube already? It is, but I haven't, like, posted it, you know, properly. So I will tomorrow like, when this episode comes out. What do you... For people. I haven't, like, per- oh. I haven't, like told anyone, other, you know. You mean going on Instagram and being like... Yeah, like, you know, here. Why can't I think of the thing? You know, when they put the newspapers out and they have page boy caps and they go, read me, read me, read all about... What do they say? Um, that sounds right. Read it. No. Read all about it. No. Hot they say take, hot else. take. Read all about it. That can't be right. Hear ye, hear ye, was what came to mind, but that's, that's Yeah, right. hear ye, hear ye, the I newspapers do here. <laughs> I do News. declare the newspapers <laughs> arrived. Um, Wait, what is it? Dum 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 dum. Read all about it. <laughs> ah, uh, no idea. I can't. I can't do it. God. Uh, uh, it seems like a mm. cultural. Uh, uh, new. I'm sure it's a Newsies song. No. <laughs> something. Uh. Something. Read all about it. I don't know. Oh right, you know, t- write in. Tell us what it is. Is Jack there? No. Oh, God. That we're just um, alone. <laughs> we have to do all this work by ourselves. Uh, I, I can't think for... I can't, I can't have the 
history and vocabulary of a complete person just all on my own? No Let's way. See. Let's see. Are you figuring I'm, it out? I'm doing a Google to see if this helps me. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Just Google read all about it. That's what I... And then that's see literally it. what... That's really what I did. <laughs> some some song by someone comes up. Like, you know, it's like, what are we doing here? Uh, all right. I'm going to I almost had it. I almost had it in my mind. Um, okay, okay. Meow, 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 meow. Extra, extra. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would never have gotten there. Never. How'd you do Absolutely it? not. I I I added some words, some news I added news saying extra extra extra, extra read, all, read about all about it. That's why they have that news show called Extra Extra. extra. Thank God. I'm sipping coffee that I made in my in the Mr. Coffee machine that's in this hotel or hotel apartment thing. Yeah. It's really like an odd experience to use one of those like plastic drip coffee machines. Plastic drip. Okay, so like this is like a normal old fashioned kind of. Yeah, thing. like the, just the, the kind. Like just the, yeah, like the glass decanter on the hot plate mm-hmm. and then somehow the water in the back goes through a tube and yeah, heats and drips drips. I mean, for it literally weighs an ounce and you think this seems like science, you know, like that the water mm-hmm. is going like up and uh, I don't know. What's well, literally how like a stovetop espresso works as well. The water is heated and then it, it oh, evaporates the, like, the cute... and then cools and falls, I believe, is the science. Stop. That quickly? I mean, don't. Don't, Don't quote, quote you. Extra, like extra, 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 extra. Uh, but I believe so that like the the hot air, you know, hot vaporized water is pushed through the because you put the coffee in the bottom part, so the, the hot mm. water air is like pushed through it. No, you put the coffee in the in a, in a filter thing. Right, and then the water falls through it or is pushed I think through for it. For a stovetop espresso, it's pushed up through the coffee. Well, this one's not. True? Mr. Co- Mr. Coffee's possible? not like know. that. No, no, no. no. You're, you're right. That's good. Well, right. This is different. So drip coffee is. It's also why it drip falls. coffee is a better process because the water should not be boiling, actually, for coffee making. Oh. Oh, because it below, makes the coffee sour or something? Yeah, you, well, you don't like, want to boil the coffee, basically. Well, that's, I've, you know, I, I don't care about coffee, but I follow the rules of making coffee with my Uh pour over because I have one of those kettles that has a thermometer on the knob. So I always am sure to turn off the kettle when it gets to the green space, which is pre-boil. Green space. Yeah, because there's like a green space on the thermometer, which means like your water's ready and don't go too much farther because then it'll be boiling. And with me, with my pour over... When you go beyond the green space, water flies out the nozzle, <laughs> boiling water. It's so fun. Yeah. So fun. I love that. Um, um, I have some news paper extra information. Extra, extra. <laughs> so the reason it's called, the reason they would say extra, extra, it was like, you know, they would only do it for an extra edition or a special edition. Right. Special edition. What do they say on the news when they, when they stop Will and Grace to like, they just say, this is a, a special report. Breaking news, breaking news. Oh, breaking news. Oh, your program has been interrupted. 
oh. for this special report. No, like conventional programming has been interrupted. Conventional. It can't, it can't be conventional. <laughs> Your basic programming has been canceled <laughs> due to something actually happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> This is a like major interruption into your normal TV watching, so pay attention and like something bad happens. Okay, we need to go back to that video thing though. Somehow we oh. didn't talk about it. <laughs> oh right. So Jeremy has made this kind of wonderful journey through the Lower East Side, <laughs> all of these small galleries with like very strange music that you made. Yes, absolutely. Um, and um, you know, I watched it once. <laughs> on a train on the on the um Pacific Surfer, I think it's called, is the name of the Amtrak train that I was on. Where were you going from? I went from San Diego to LA to see Aunt Jane. Oh, that sounds like a dream. Taking a train to go see Aunt Jane? Ah, oh, what's that? Well, song? it does sound like it because it also like rolls along the Pacific Ocean. Yes, this is what I imagine. But But it's not. The trains are different on the west they have all their double decker and they force you to sit on the top because the bottom is reserved for the elderly and hmm. um otherly abled and then the, the top do you not you don't like the top i don't mind the top oh. but it was full full of riffraff i see i yes oh. when i would back in the day when i took iCal is this is this i don't know what that this was like a san francisco area experience i don't i don't know what iCal actually is are you talking about BART? No, this is more like a commuter train from Palo oh, Alto. Muni? Apollo. Why were you there? <sighs> I don't want to tell that story. It was really. It was. It was complicated. It was a complicated. I situation. literally have no prior knowledge of you ever being in California, except besides visiting Jamie. Devine. I was. I was, I, I. I sort of lived there t- twice. <laughs> what? <laughs> Very bizarre. Um, Jeremy, you're so mysterious. Situations. Anyway, At, last week I'd never seen a childhood picture of you. Now I have. Demon. Yeah. Well, here we and are. And now, now California. California. What's? But that? yes, I. Anyway, I, I remember there being like a. It was like wild energy, like kids bouncing around. <laughs> very. I mean, I think the time I'm specifically remembering was I think people going into San Francisco to see some kind of sporting event kind of vibe oh, as well. That is, yes, but, people were, I can, I think I heard the word patriots. Sure. I, don't quote me. Extra, extra. Uh, we're never going to talk about this gallery video that people can watch. It'll be linked below in the description. Stuff, okay. Whatever. So it's just fine. I was on the but Pacific I, Surfer. Because I want to talk about the Lakers TV show as well, but. Go ahead. I don't Keep know. Keep traveling to see Jane. Oh, right. I went to see Jane. I'm on my way back, and I think, now I'm going to watch this thing that Jeremy sent. And so I click on it, I start watching it, and I'm taking on a journey through oh, the Lower that. East Side. Yes. And I thought, why get off the train and walk around and risk getting COVID when you can just go to YouTube so nice. and go see what... You know what's happening not, with art and stuff. Yeah, what what's literally happening with art and stuff, and not just like going to a museum and seeing a retrospective of like dead or like extremely famous artists. You're actually seeing like contemporary artists who are working now and like making shows for small galleries, and very interesting. 
thank you for that. I'm so glad that you feel that way. It was interesting. Yeah. You know, so basically it was curated. <laughs> the experience was curated by Billy Jacobs, who's a painter. Yes, I loved seeing Billy all through. Yeah, it sort of through haunts, the video. haunts the video. And um, oh my God, that moment, the moment where everything turns to color is just magic. Great. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. What, the black and white? Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, like... I'm just coming off this thing I did with Paige at Archistratus, which was like a very experimental, she made this incredible music. And we made this kind of like advertisement for Rainbow Cookie class, but it's really just like a kind of bizarre experience that we collaborated on. Really Wait, great. you can go to Archistratus to learn how to make rainbow Yeah, cookie? you know, it'll be like five hours because it is absolutely insane. Oh my god. Wait, when is it? Um, over the course of there there are different dates over the course of the year, so you can go to Archistrat US. Uh, I would very much up. like I'd love to go it's to that. Very lesson. you, really. Because it is so like a year ago I I was gonna make what was, I don't know, we were going to make like a rainbow cookie video of like how to make rainbow cookies. Mm. And I was like, Paige, I'll just come over, you'll make it, and then we'll see if this is like actually something that we're interested in <laughs> doing. But um, so I went there and we, and I was like, Paige, this is insane. Like, this is like a three hour process without teaching anyone. It's just like, and we, and we all, I, I also sort of pushed her to do it faster <laughs> should have. So things got a little, you know, things are supposed to cool properly and whatever. And you're like, and hurry up, like, I'm Let's bored. just keep going. I mean, Paige was down for it too. She was like, we'll just get this done. Oh, and then boy. the kind of just like, Paige was like, I don't want to make normal, like direct to camera cooking video stuff. And I was like, right. I don't really either. And then it just kind of sat there. There's like three oh. hours of footage. And it was sort of like, and it's fine. Were the cookies were the cookies made after three hours? I think they were. It might have been longer, honestly. I think the class was like, I don't know, three, four hours. Anyway. I can't wait. It's incredible. I mean, these cookies are truly unbelievable to eat. Truly unbelievable to see. They're delicious. Be made. It's psychotic but you just have to know that food coloring is going into your body you know but delicious but also like wait nuts and fruits and like i was pretty shook by by the what is in it by this by the process and the stuff that's going into this well it's like the deep pleasure of those gourmet makes with claire saffitz how durational they were Mm -hmm. like you 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 knew that she was there all day being filmed by this group and it created this (laughs) like you know there's like this intimacy between she and the people you see off camera because like the way in which she communicates with them revealed the like deep like the incredible amount of time that she was spending with them yeah, well, she also has this way of sort of not thinking about herself. Right. She definitely looks past the camera. Yeah. She's not like she's not like looking into it and being like, I'm being viewed. This is the me that's being viewed. She's just like looking right to the people yeah, holding the camera and no being like, no. And now that they're just in her apartment and she's looking disheveled, like cooking in her little kitchen, it's 
I love it. Yeah. I love, love, love. Yeah, it is. She it made is she made sourdough recently. It was really something else. It was quite the process. Yeah, I watched I watched something recently, but I can't remember what it is. Um, but I also did realize I'm far more. Um, oh, I'm forgetting her name. Um, not Claire Saffitz. Um, Tell me, Carla Lolly music. Carla Lolly music. I'm so much more a Carla Lolly music in terms of like the space. Like, how, <laughs> like Claire Saffitz is a like a restaurant person. Like her house is set up like a restaurant. Everything's in, right. Like, She's all quart containers. And, like, yeah. Metal, mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, thank you. And Carla oh, you Lolly like, music is you, like it's designy. It's cute. Yes, I'm like I want like a yellow pop of color there want like oh these surfaces claire has no like so beautiful yeah claire doesn't do like aesthetic kitchen supplies she's She's here to make these things thank you so much. right she has like the most highly functional thing that's possible like she's very america's test kitchen in that way oh i've been watching some american test kitchen and i'm like appalled by how ugly by the tone of these, <laughs> so like the superficiality of oh I'm it's like, super these fake are plastic yeah. people what are we doing here but it's right kind of it's incredible. very scripted bridget and um julia like it's all so corny i don't remember it being so plastic it's always been that way but somehow when it was chris kimball before his yeah unceremonious firing like it made more sense. And now it just feels like these weird surreal. sort of leftovers, like the leftover fembots from the Chris Kimball days are now like these matronly people still kind of like being the side. It's very strange. It's so bizarre. But, but I, I, worth I out. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. And if I were you, try to get your eyes on a Chris Kimball era video yeah. that includes Bridget and Julia. Mm. And then mm-hmm. fast forward to current day and see what's up. Yes, because it was always formal. I remember it being kind of feeling like a an, an comfortingly controlled space. Oh, so controlled. But now it feels absolutely plasticine. Right. I mean, they were the first, they sort of started this concept of like cooking show in the front, working kitchen mm-hmm. behind. Mm-hmm. And then Bon Appetit like turned it into an art form in that gorgeous yeah. test kitchen yeah. in the time in the Condé Nast building. What's it called? The World Trade World Center Trade building. Center. Yeah. What is that called? Is that what it's called? One One that. World Trade Center. Something right. Like exactly. And like that kitchen became just like, well, the, well it was they, just the most beautiful. They also like understood YouTube and personality yeah, exactly. and like exactly. youth dynamics games lighting themes yeah <laughs> right themes and, and the variations. test kitchen people they were very like this is how you make a cooking show you know yes yes and and they were like we're here to figure out i mean bon appetit does that a bit of like this is the best or whatever but i right. always appreciated the sense of like we tried all these different ways and let's you know show you and bon appetit does that sometimes too but I, I really like the equipment testing woman on America's Test Kitchen, who's kind of like gobliny. You're always ready to buy some new kitchen stuff, too. Oh, she will get me to buy a <laughs> sheet pan, a rolling pin, a thermometer. Look, I've that's all I spent money on during yeah. the pandemic. I was yeah. like, well, if I can't go out to do anything, I'm going to get, you know, the best set of rubber spatulas there is. How did we get on this? 
<laughs> yeah, well, anyway, um, yeah, oh, well, it was an interesting watch, process with that video, because I, oh, Rainbow Cookie? you know, I, I, I messaged you and was like, I think I'm going to, like, I think this is what happened, <laughs> tell me if it's not, I was like, I think I'm going to do this thing, and then we can watch it and, like, comment on it, and then I was, yeah. I, like, did it, and also, like, it's, it's truly just what I saw, and I don't right. actually want to critique no like what people and it's like I just want to have it available so people can see it and I just made random music and there's like a Derek Jarman text thing um yeah. just to like and just to ha- keep it interesting to me to make something with this material right. so Watch it, like what you like, don't like what you don't like, feel all the feelings, and yeah. it's all great. And skip ahead, it is skip around, the do most whatever you want. efficient, efficient way to get through, you know, five or six galleries. And you get this sort of peculiar textured experience along the way that includes, you know, soundscape, editing, colors. It's great. I thought it was great. I, I, I'm glad. And I have and, another one, actually. I've already shot. I knew I I <laughs> I it was I know who one of the artists is. I'm I was like, "Oh." Oh yeah, was I there anything person. that you really really and you know, I, again, it's like I don't know. I'm truly like is there like can I even remember anything but No, no, I'll remind you if if anything, but um what what stands out? Well, obviously the first gallery which with those like all the dead stuff, mm-hmm. um and that incredible sculpture of the like horse yeah. lay- laying over the table that was startling i have to say like those are images that um you maybe don't want stuck in your brain but there they are yeah that's burrow bureau bureau gallery i don't know how to say words so but um burrow, bureau. i love that space i also like i haven't been a a gallery in like 100 years it's truly like <laughs> what is a what is a gallery? Is I felt like I had just gotten to New York for the first time and was like in a room where like people put this stuff together. It's crazy. One of the galleries you went in, like you walked in and it, I was like, oh, a little gallery, and then it was like the size of a museum gallery, and I was like, what? Like it became mm. huge. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah. It's, but anyways, yeah. that first the dead stuff was I wrote it down. Lionel, Mons. Who knows? I don't know. Anyways, then um, what else? I liked those, um, the Sasha Bronig paintings of like the weird figures made out of like nets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was almost like Bauhausian like costume design. It was mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, the color there was really striking. Uh, yeah, it was really nice to go there after being in like dead stuff. Yeah. Also, that and then there was in in bureau that that was such a tight space. The horse was really kind of tremendous because it was right. like you were like couldn't help to be like in it. That's why. Well, well, yeah, it was like that space felt so densely packed with stuff. It just sort of it felt very. Um, not like a an abundance because like the subject matter didn't feel abundant. It felt crazy but then to go into the next gallery where it was just like these huge walls with t- tiny little thing on it you know and like mm-hmm. that's it mm-hmm. it was 
at first it felt like scarcity and then after mm-hmm. a minute you're like oh it's such a relief actually yeah yeah and then there was the yeah there, there was there was a lot of space in that and there was a basement so that was like a lot of space to fill too um yeah and those are pretty and then you, like intensely concentrated paintings i'd say but, yeah there you can spend some time with those and then there was the um the like scary Alice in Wonderlandy stuff where like the girl with the water going in her mouth these those sculptures that were with the like flowers with the faces and all that mm-hmm. those were scary also <laughs> yeah that was I a mean, scary show it's it's like there's I liked when it when it was more when when there was like sexual or kind of uh murderous you know more more extreme kind of or like strange i guess is maybe the word strangeness to them right because right. you know it it could fall towards like garden gnomes you know so well, certainly that was part of the like the inspiration or yeah. something yeah. yeah i mean the 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 female figure where you could go into her abdomen mm-hmm. and there was like a whole world in there yeah and I loved the the like animated spider screen in the sculpture. That was that was really nice. Yeah. I love that too. Anyways, that was interesting. Well, what else? Timothy Hull. I know him. I know Timothy from the Ryan McNamara days. Timothy. What work was that? That was the <laughs> Plato's the Plato's oh, closet I, one. This this was a real shock. So like ashes ashes ashes. I don't know how the yeah you know, it's it's. I think there's a slash in between the title. I don't know. I don't mm. remember. Um, that gallery, the, the outside, it's like on Bowery or Christie or some, it's like this crazy two way kind of manic street with this black front that's like, uh-huh. kind of like yeah, garbage that was, looking did, th- and just that was scary. And then you yeah. open the door and it's like, you're in a Kubrick white space it is <laughs> tremendous like that experience alone is worth going to this gallery for yeah, it's incredible uh-huh. you like lighting is just take the so art brilliant. off the wall the experience is just opening the door incredible and then the the paint i i yeah i really enjoy these paintings and there's this thing where like there's a frame inside of the painting and it's just like i felt so crazy like mm. walking into that space was was a thrill and just the whiteness and then these kind of just kind of like tilted just sort of off enough feeling yeah. to be like uh kind of vibrating in that way i do love a show i like a concise show like that where an, you, it's clear mm-hmm. that an artist mm-hmm. has become obsessed with one image mm-hmm. and then like found their way through that image in a million different ways yeah and so that's always nice because then, like, your brain doesn't have to go too many places in one small space. Yeah, and it's a small gallery, and yeah, there's it's also like very picture in picture kind of thing. So mm-hmm. like, the 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 large paint, you know, me, medium large, I guess, not like crazy big, but <laughs> um, but they're like they confront you, and they're like strong as as like. In, uh, you know, general image and then they have these kind of 
uh, images inside them, whatever, um, or items or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, it's really that was I. That was a good experience, and and well, also yeah. reminds me of like, I do want people to be able to watch the video and like have an experience, especially once these shows are over, like, you know, there's a sense of memory and having these things available. Right. And this is also, I wonder if, yeah, I wonder if these artists will ever discover this video and be like, well, I'm going to post it on Instagram and tag whoever's available. And um, that's nice. Yeah. So it'll be there and whatever, but so yes, that, but also like go see these things because it is a different experience. It's almost like, yeah, that's, it's where I'm almost hesitant to put it at because it's like, but I do think well, the, A of all, these there's shows There's lots are of people so not in New York. And like, also, don't, don't, don't travel there. to New York. There's, there's COVID and, and just watch it Absolutely. on YouTube. Just watch it on YouTube. And if you can, um, go because it, it's, it's different. Absolutely. So. I, I had a great experience. I'm so glad. I'm excited for the next one. Bizarre. Yeah, it's it's already... I went out with Daniel Rampula and we looked at some more stuff. There's so much stuff out there, turns out. Is it um? Is it hard? <laughs> is, does it take you a long time to edit them? You know, I'm, I'm trying to uh, be very efficient. And, you know, a kind of like central idea in my life is pleasure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... How to how to get it? How to central yeah, keep it as a central purpose, and so. Um, I'm trying in in shooting it. I'm trying to be like very efficient and like shoot it how I want to shoot it, so the editing is minimal, and then mm. and then keep it on like a kind of like chaos imperfection kind of weirdness, mm. like you know the, there's some like things like if I. I could have, you know, worked on that first video forever, but I was like, <laughs> no, I'm just going to do this. It's going to go out. It's very, you know, that's the lesson of the, this mm. podcast for me. It's yeah. like, put things out imperfect I, for sure. I, oh God, I have such mixed feelings about these artists, like digital artistic mediums where you have to like learn an interface and become fluent in it in order to enjoy the process of making the thing mm-hmm. because you know in grad school I was I had to make all these videos to 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 produce product or to produce um kind of homework assignments because we weren't in person right. so it's like everything we did had to be digital and so it forced me to learn the tools of these video making programs mm-hmm. and I never got amazing at them but I learned I learned enough to do it and the idea like when I see the videos I made I have literally no idea how I did it and to I would like to go back and try to like get into that practice again is impossible I could I I couldn't do it yeah I I mean I've just gone through this experience of rediscovering my this my studio practice which I didn't do for like three three or more years Hmm. and I had forgotten the experience of it. I sort of had like assumed that like what I was doing on the iPad was more or less the same. It's not. And I was like, wow, wow, we wow. I Uh, almost like the iPad almost killed me. Ruined your brain. Like it almost ruined my life 
artistically. I I am there with you because like Harriet and I have transitioned all of our rendering over to the iPad. Yeah. And so like when I I, I can would, just change. What I would uh, <laughs> pick up reconsider. a piece of paper. I would reconsider. Yeah. No, I the other day I drew a picture on paper and the like I put the pencil on the paper and I was like mm-hmm. mm, I don't know this I don't uh-huh. know how to draw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It did once I like put a few marks down uh, it came together somehow but like I was like wow mm-hmm. this is no longer fluent in my body. Well, and I I the body is the different is the difference for me and you know, I we had been having these conversations about like self-branding and like what is the work I make is the sort of this question for me. And what I realized through questioning that and like conversations with Jack that really were basically he was like, I don't know but they were like where's your body in this? So that was profound and it's it's and I'd been I'd been thinking about maybe I'll just set up a table in the basement of our apartment building and mm-hmm. like do some stuff and I did and I was a shooketh yeah you know my my first experience of correlating like a visual art medium like a drawing medium to uh the physical experience or like dance was watching a teacher of mine at FIT named Steven Stippelman, who was a well-known fashion illustrator. Mm-hmm. And one day in his class, he drew like a, a three quarter turned figure on the blackboard. And he did it in like one stroke with the chalk mm-hmm. and watching him do it. I was like, what I was like how uh-huh. and that and I, I I've always held on to that experience as kind of like abstractly and then at a certain point I realized through mimicking that I was like oh this is just rhythm it's just like the way we learn to dance like you start to it's all timing and so the way in which you're pencil kind of like feels along the paper there's like a rhythm to how far you go before Mm. like you turn the corner and then you go down the next thing and it becomes like this rhythmic thing of like how like the human and obviously I was basically only drawing sort of human-ish forms so like the rhythm of that became so Mm -hmm. specific for me and I was like oh drawing is just rhythm in certain ways especially illustration stuff that's Um, so strange the like thought of time I mean that's why I think of like rhythm as as like a time based kind of thing. yeah and yeah. and then the iPad like that experience is diminished because there's no tension there's very mm-hmm. little tension also time is sort of erased because there's like you can go back <laughs> forward you can erase oh yeah nothing nothing is like set so totally there's, there's like it's very easy to erase all history yeah or like do whatever really yeah and you don't see any trace of it it's gone yeah yeah, it's been it's been interesting. I mean, because I also think back to when I first started to find my voice through drawing. I was also, I also started thinking about dance notation. Like these things happened at the same time. And I like the way that's come back through, like collaborations with 
Pam and dancing and movement and all that jazz, dance and stuff. Um, what do you mean dance notation? Uh, like in, I was in terms interested of like in sort of to... like how dance was like the 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 language Laban. of yeah. So, but also just sort of the visual representation of like time. I was also at that. Mm. I was also like doing these drawings while watching movies that were kind of these abstract analytic drawings where I would think about different aspects of the film and draw them in like kind of thumbnail sketches of like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a kind of a drawing or a sketch of like how the camera moves. So like the, so that's I think sort of where the, this like idea of choreography and notation of what's happening. Um, and I right. think, I think uh, there was also the, just this desire to get away from, um, to being connected to what I'm drawing in like a different way other than I'm trying to reproduce what that looks like on paper. Right. That was like sort of, it was only of interest to prove my validity as an artist, which was not actually a valid enterprise to undertake. No, (laughs) I think the, the, the enterprise of reproduction is like a, is an excellent practice for learning how to draw, you know? Yeah. And then, and I, the, like, the the goal is to be able to kind of transcend right. that. Well, I mean, there are different... There are sort of, like, other reasons to draw things other than sort of self-expression or art, what have you. You know, like, right. maybe you are an architect and you need to render a thing, whatever, or... Right. What you know, medical drawing or you know, some kind of illustration yeah. thing or to communicate something or whatever. Which all of those yeah. still have elements of self expression in them because you can't avoid it. But uh anyway, um I don't know how we got here, but um but yeah, art and stuff. On YouTube. Art and stuff. And oh. subscribe. Because there's gonna be more coming and if you're subscribed I don't know. You'll get notification. Oh, I think if you're subscribed, it'll show up in like your YouTube home. In your feed. Home. Yeah. yeah. Look, I'm, I, I really like my YouTube home. I, they, they do show me things that I don't want to see sometimes, but you know, to turn on my YouTube and see Claire's face mm-hmm. or like, um, mm-hmm. a new, a new cake yep, by one yep. of my Korean ASMR people. I'm like, thank God. I started, I, You know, what is tricky is that it's, you know, it's like if you watch one video, you will probably be seeing those videos for the rest of your life. But I've been watching this. I don't know what this YouTube is. It's like rainbow food or something. Um, But it's Indian cuisine by this uh, woman who lives in California, I think now. I don't know. And and she has her parents on at the end to like, like give their feedback on what she's made um do you think do you think she lives with them um so i think how i know she lives in california which she might not live in california but there's an episode where she's like we just moved to california we're staying with our parents with my parents oh i see okay so i don't know when that was because youtube time right but but yeah and they tend to be like vegetarian slanted and um and she's like cost aware which is nice and so anyway mm. um yeah, have you ever seen have it. you ever seen this 
Italian grandmother woman who like lives in her kids' home, I don't know, in New Jersey or somewhere. Mm-hmm. And and someone, I think I'm assuming like one of her children just films her making Italian dishes in this like super like ugly regular big <laughs> suburban kitchen. Uh-huh. And she can speak no English essentially. Mm-hmm. And but she try I mean she's says things and then like if she's waiting for something to cook she sings songs and stuff it's really good and strange and tremendous and then you know I I remember what it's called but you you'll find it based on what I just said I'm sure yeah I also feel like Paige must be obsessed with this person sounds very yeah although like Paige's food is much more sophisticated yes yes no but like a Nona cooking in a kind of like yeah. homey, like for the food way. Yeah. Look, I'm sure her food is delicious, but <laughs> you're not going to whatever. Make yeah. No, I would, I would, I would try a couple of her recipes. Yeah. Anyways, I sorry I yeah. could be more clear. Well, I'm clear pretty, about I'm that. I'm pretty spooked out about um, Venice and food. I have to say. What do you mean spooked from, out? From the, from the research I've done on YouTube, literally, uh-huh. it uh-huh. seems extremely expensive and extremely bad because well, it's an place. island and it's a tourist place um, yeah. that, like, you know, getting stuff, it's like, you know, I think of Fire Island, like... Well, yeah, of yeah. course. Well, but whoever's showing you around, hopefully they'll guide you this to the good my, places. This is my hope. Also, I think, I think, yeah, it, it'll, it's... It's fine. Food is important. Pleasure is important. So, are you gonna have extra time in Italy to go to like a not Venice place? Uh no. But that's fine. Fair, fair enough. Yeah. I've never been to Venice. I, yeah, I haven't either. So I'm, I'm going to be in Venice. Um, but it's it's structured in a way that in I think we'll be able to. Venice. Yeah, to like have a nice experience in Venice. There is a YouTube video I used to watch of a young man who at the time must have been in college, a a musical theater performer named like, I'm going to get this wrong, Michael Lowney, L-O-W-N-E-Y. Okay. Wow. (laughs) I don't know. And the song is something about being in Venice and it's a heart, I think it's like maybe about AIDS and it's really heartbreaking and the song is sung with like this kind of uh, with a lot of feeling mm. and um and then also like an appropriate amount of feeling mm-hmm. and it's really it's also it's really beautiful and i mean look i'm i'm always resistant to congratulating musical theater but i've i've i liked this video well if you could find it send it to me and i'll i will it. Shall, i shall um, um I have let me write that down things um yeah, the, so there's this video that Reed has already seen. There will be another one that has some, some things in it that this artist, Austin Lee, at Deitch Gallery, that I'm, I'm, that was a bit of a thrill for me. So And there was an AR aspect to it that I'm also sort of a- obsessed with AR. So. A- AR? Oh, also, if anyone knows anything about AR or wants to like work with me on something... Please, please. What is, what what is, wait, can I guess what is AR? Yes, yes. Guess. Okay. Guess. It's, it's to do with a gallery experience? No. I mean, it could. It could be for anything, really. Uh, uh, Audio? So R is reality. Uh, 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 
Oh, augmented reality? Augmented reality. So these what are is... like, you know, like an Instagram filter <laughs> is a augmented reality because it's it's like oh, on top what did of we used reality. To call... We something. used to have a different name for that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. V, where you put the goggles on? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, VR. Yeah, is what's that? that? I don't know what that is. Video. Video. But I don't know that that was on... You know, I think that was more like you'd put on the goggles and you would you would see another space. Like, it wouldn't be... I don't know if, if at that time... I feel like that is virtual. Virtual. Uh, yeah, I virtual think that's like reality. everything is... You're in a virtual space. This is right. like you're in a virtually augmented, real... Right. You know, it's like Pokemon. That Pokemon. Oh, that's fun. Where you'd like look, never, never played it, never seen a frame of it in my life. Absolutely, but not either. So, but you know, Jacob, our former COVID compliance person, was playing Pokemon Go next to me in the theater the other day. So, look at that. People still do it. It's the name of it. Um. Um. Yeah. I have a little. Do you wordle? Do you wordle? I don't. I don't. I don't know what that is either. No, I don't either. But I did. I I I made a promise to myself that I would never see it. Um. (laughs) I would never look at it in uh-huh. case, like, the interface somehow was going to appeal to me. Mm-hmm. I never looked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. won't play games on my phone besides that, like, dark, happy, wait, dark meadow or something game that Jack used to play. It's very pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wouldn't look at, I wouldn't look at a single frame of Wordle, but I did, I think Harriet or someone showed it to me the other day. And I thought, all right, now I don't need to ever look at it again. Yeah, I, I'm not really looking to spend more time on my phone oh no certainly yeah no um so i'm feeling really good about my phone relationship right now like i i don't want to look at it yeah i i'm i've also really with the whole studio whatever i've also been like i switched to a standing desk i just basically set up shelves as a desk that i have to stand at so that's also like i don't want to stand here and edit this video indefinitely Um, so it's definitely it's good it's like it's it's really i'm trying to just be more aware of my body throughout the day and we have bodies we have bodies honey it's crazy Um, some people bought tote bags which is very nice you are kidding and i realized that shipping is so expensive wait so i had to increase the price of the bags Um, oh no but How many people bought bags? Uh, a few. Incredible. Yeah. I'm thank you yeah. all. Anyone we know? Um, yeah, but I, I don't want to say names on here. Oh, okay, we're not doing call out culture yeah. on, on art yeah. and stuff. I'm sure it'd be I, I suspect it would be fine, but I am not sure, so um Wait. Yeah. You're gonna tell me a list of things right now? I'm going through a list of, of notes that I have of things to talk about. Oh, which the bags are part yeah, of that list? Yeah, Oh, gorgeous. And there's only one other thing, which is um, I really enjoyed listening to Wendy and Pam talk in the City Ballet podcast. Did oh you, my gosh, I have to listen to that one. No, I've been very, I haven't been doing too much. I get usually kind of two thirds of one podcast in each day, which is different from my usual because mm-hmm. usually I'm at studio standing and listening for you know many hours a day yeah. and now I'm just like I get my half an hour walk to the theater and then I'm just there I have to listen to human beings the whole day yeah 
Yeah, I, I, so. that was, that's been my, like, COVID, I've sort of been, um, trying to return to podcasts. Pod. And like, well, stuff. that's what I'm going to listen to on my walk today. I'm excited. Yeah, it's great. I really liked it. I, I, I think, I mean, we're both obsessed with Pam, so that that's, and then Wendy is tremendous, and, um, I definitely, I think... I love the conviction that Pam has in her process and um, she just knows, she just, she knows like the, the edge of the cliff that she stands on and makes work from. (laughs) It's really, yeah, that is, yeah. I love the, the, I love the clarity of her process and I love that it's sort of very, it's unique to her but it's not esoteric it's actually fairly it's fairly straightforward there is some mystery in various places but like it's kind of methodical and i i I have learned so much Mm -hmm. from pam just listening to her talk about her process and then sort of implementing it in some of my own creative process i the more the longer i know pam's work and know pam like the more it the deeper it becomes for me and the more sort of emotional I feel about it. Like watching a rehearsal video of the piece she's making at New York City Ballet the other day, I was like in tears by the end. You know, it's just so I can't believe the work she makes. It's it's so I feel it's like an expression of like all my desire and dance. And and the the process of collaborating with her has has been one of learning to leap into the void i would say <laughs> like <Good>. like <laughs> it is you know like with the bard project last summer the kind of like i don't know what this is right. like i haven't made it you know and well, like it's only made when the show starts essentially exactly so collaborating with that is is a complicated dynamic, and what I well, because yeah, I no sorry I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, what I've leaned into is is showing up to the work in that same spirit of like, yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna like do research and work and find different ways into this thing that might be, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm not gonna overly determine. <clears throat> what this is going to be. I'm just going to try to build some kind of frame work yeah. for some, what could well, be. So. Her curiosity and like spirit of exploration mm-hmm. does create this enormous space that, it, and you know, can seem daunting where you're like, well, what am I, what am I supposed to do with this? Like there's too, so much space for interpretation, but then, then you start to realize that that space is like a, a huge gift <laughs> yeah. for, you know, yeah. for a collaborator. And she, she, she lets it be a, a gift. She doesn't like destroy it eventually, which does some also happen in, in process. Well, she, she, allow, I don't know that she insists, but she certainly allows for artists to be artists in that sense. Yeah. Like you yeah. don't have to, <clears throat> you do you. I mean, it's very, uh, like, for me, that's, it's where it meets the Cunningham thing of, like... Well, because Pam is, like, 
the quintessential, like she is the definition of a choreographer, right? Like her interest is in dance and, and steps and putting dance together and also like the composition of bodies in space and how to generate meaning from these like simple strings of like physical movement. And then beyond Mm -hmm. that, she's very excited about what other people have to say about the container in which that thing that she made exists. So she's not like, I have seen the whole thing in my head and now I'm just going to bring in a group of people to do it for me. Yeah. And that is like the exquisite beauty of Pam Tanowitz's dance. It's like her attention to the thing that she's the expert in is so clear. And right. that she has this group of collaborators who now really understand her and can implement and understand their contribution in a way that like lives in harmony with hers is like it's it's the best. <laughs> but this is what I mean by leap into the void. It's like, because another, everyone has their own process and there's validity in every process and everyone sort of has everyone's process to some extent as well. Like, you know, but like this, this sort of coming to the work of like, oh, this is the idea for this work. I just have to get these other people to do it for me right. or with me whatever mm-hmm. um, is very different than the kind of I don't I have like a feeling of like what I want to do with this work and I'm gonna do the work to to like mold this material into something and we're gonna see what it we're gonna see with the audience literally like with I mean they're you know I don't know I don't know what the New York City Ballet process is in terms of how much on stage like you saw a rehearsal that was on stage like no it was in it was in the studio it was like very rough but you know so the process of putting a show from a a studio which is an absolutely like even with the bard project of being outside like rehearsing in studios before and like thinking about it's it's hard you don't know what it's going to feel like and right and essentially art is you know, centered in feeling. So yeah. to just kind of like be in that, to allow just the like being in it and not knowing what the answer is and trusting right. that you might not get to a kind of satisfactory end and that that's yeah. okay. And you'll try, you'll do another thing another time, but that there's yeah. no way you're going to get to that kind of magic without leaping into the void in the way that this process, you're not going to find something new by like playing it safe. Right. And also, well, whatever there's, I could extol the virtues of Pam and her process forever, but uh, yeah, it's so, it's simple in a way. And then it becomes something so complex because the building blocks are clear. It's just what Pam does with them that is so magical. Yeah, and I I do, I think it's rooted, the magic comes from this insistence on process over product. Yes. She's really not trying to make, 
I mean, she she is making a dance, but the dance, the instance of the dance is not more important than the making of the dance. Exactly. And it's like revealing itself to her as it's happening. And it's what's so, it's it's so, like, it's so spooky to me because you really don't know what you're going to end up with. Right. (laughs) Right. It's so great. It's almost like this is, well, whatever. It's silly to come up with analogies, but it's like a really skilled clay artist who just really knows their materials and starts every time with kind of the same shape of clay object. And then every day they just kind of like stare at it and push into it Mm -hmm. or pull out of it until it takes on like a unique form. Right. That, that is also like, it's not that Pam is coming to this work without, you know, years and years of, attention being paid to making stuff you know like the only way that the way that pam is able to consistently make great work (coughs) bless you through this process is uh is because she's it's it's in her like she she can just trust herself to produce something and she she enjoys it like i yes I know that, oh, like, sure. having, I remember working with Pam, Ta- with, with Pam, with Lar Lubavitch, Pam Tanowitz, Lar Lubavitch, same. Um, <laughs> same. <laughs> uh, um, where Lar, Lar felt very tortured about mm. starting a, pro- a, a process, you know, because Lar's process was like mm-hmm. going from step one to step two, mm-hmm. and then step one to step two to step three. And it was this extremely painful linear process of like, I have to, I have to paint this picture from like the first stroke to the last. Mm -hmm. And like, hopefully there won't be mistakes along the way, you know, because it'll be hard to like take apart and put back together. Mm -hmm. And Pam is totally detached from that notion of dance making. I, I, I've, it's where I've this like centering pleasure that like, I don't want like no part of this process should feel tedious or boring or, you know, and that's hard because a lot of like emails and production <laughs> meetings. And don't get me started Zoom. on emails. Don't get me started. Don't, don't make me cry. Don't make uh, me cry. Uh, like that stuff. So unless you can, and I think the key here with all that stuff is really like sewing it into the, like this, the, this bigger project so like these are things that are you can try to infuse them with some pleasure in that they are related to this other pleasure producing thing which is like the making Mm. of the stuff but that only happens if that's pleasure rich so i think like for me i'm i've really found that responsibility and this was the it really comes to me from the james valoria store design project which was this project that I was so overwhelmed by the amount of work that needed to happen or was desired that I was like, I'm going to make a radical choice and just do the, what I want to do. Do the, what you want to do. I never would have like allowed myself. I would have made a list and like prioritized what I thought the, you know, would be most needed by the store, you know, the, client or whatever um 
And I was like, no, I want to paint this flower, so I'm going to do that. So yeah. these other things that I don't really want to do aren't going to get done. You should call Nike and be like, do a rebrand, and it should be like, do the what I want to do. Do the what you want to do. Well, I mean, just do it is really, I mean, this like, That's what really good. is it? Just do it. Uh, do it. The Lakers show on HBO is really. I'm really obsessed. It's a um, Adam McKay project, or he's a producer. I, I, I don't. You don't. Like I know you don't really care for it. I am. <laughs> I find it. I'm impressed by the combination of um, narrative and kind of exposition information giving commentary uh formal composite kind of thing um and i think it's it has like tremendous performances sally field is incredible wait it's not a documentary it's not a documentary no 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 mm. um it's, it's really about good it's shocking and it's beautiful paula abdul was the first laker girl choreographed the first Oh, yeah. Okay. So basically, the the beginning of the story is you know centered around Magic Magic Johnson and um, this guy buying some real estate guy buying the Lakers um, and turning it into this like this force, um, <clears throat> this cultural moment. And part of that is like the Lakers girl, the Laker girls, and this whole kind of uh, entertainment drive mm-hmm. with sports which is also like echoed in the the uh the way that the team the, the new manager it's like a very different uh like idea of how to play basketball um yeah i think it's 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 i think it's great i really i i find it really pleasurable Pleasure did you watch the girl from plainville yeah, I, kind of, I just didn't really care Jack, Jack really liked it. And I I think it's the people who did the girl who is like forced to be sick. What was that? What was that story? Um, oh, right. The, the Joey King movie. Her mother. With Patricia Arquette. Yeah. And I love that. I thought that was. That so was very good. Fantasy that was. Um, it was a very fantasy film experience i mean this has fantasy the fantasies they create for the text conversations where they just do them as like in-person fantasy conversations Mm -hmm. is sort of is very is sort of beautiful and bizarre um and l fanning is kind of uncanny in it in terms of like weirdly being transformed into this person yeah where you're like that's not even what l fanning looks like yeah you know, and I, I think the hair and makeup people did a kind of incredible and subtle job of turning her into Michelle Carter. Um, it's it's really spooky. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have hit like a just like a, a saturation point with this type of like. <laughs> right. Psych- psychotic young blonde person. women show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. You know what's weird? The the young man in this 
teen suicide show is also the teen suicide person from Evan Hansen, the horror movie. <laughs> Did you see that movie? Uh, I watched some of it on a plane. <laughs> oh, that is fun. Oh my God. It's literally... I'm going to watch that movie on a plane. I'm really it's excited. Ben, ben Platt wearing what feels like he's wearing like a mask of his own face. In Plainville. No, no, no. Oh, no, in Dear Evan Hansen. Is, yeah. Is Ben Platt in Plain, the Plainville show? No, no, else? but the, the boy from Dear Evan Hansen, who is kind of like the catalyst for the plot, is also playing basically the same character <laughs> in the Plainville uh-huh. show. Uh-huh. Brilliant casting. Um, brilliant. <laughs> like, if you're going to have one, like, high school person who's suicidal, just use them for every... And they, and they happen to just be a 26-year-old actor. Just put them in every show where, where they're a high schooler. Um, but the in, in Evan Hansen, you'll get to see Ben Platt wearing a mask of his own face, singing incredibly emotional songs in front of like a, a credenza and two identical lamps from Pottery Barn at Amy Adams' house. Incredible. I can't wait to watch it. It plane. is astonishingly bad (laughs) so i've been i've been um youtube brings me a lot of uh funny girl content Um, funny girl and i can't imagine this going well i just it's really because every every interview with beanie what is her what is her name Feldstein. Feldstein um, starts with them playing that fucking clip from Funny Girl of Barbara Streisand being a miracle. I'm, it's truly like, you can't, no one can do, like, Barbara Streisand ruined any possibility of this returning. Well, yeah, of course, and that's why, you know, for a musical happened. with, that's why it hasn't happened and probably shouldn't be happening. Well, I mean, and, the, and I think the problem is that it was a Broadway musical and then it became this movie that exists for forever. So, like, if Barbara had just been on Broadway and been a star, we wouldn't have that anymore. We don't have that anymore, you know? So, like, but movies last forever. And you're going to be compared to that, which is also, know. you know, also <clears throat> better because it's a movie. So, sorry. I, I'm, I, I mean... A theatrical experience is, is its own thing, but... Yeah. Um, well, look, yeah. I I hope that... I don't want this to... I don't want Beanie to be hurt by this experience. I mean, I don't know her, but... You know, it feels just inevitable that people will just be, like, not as good as Barbara. Yeah, and it's... it's Barbara Streisand is just... So I... And I posted this on Instagram, my Instagram story, but Barbara Streisand on Rosie O'Donnell... On the wrong side of the table. Rosie was obsessed with Barbara Streisand, as is the nanny, Fran Drescher, is also obsessed with Barbara Streisand on that show. Um, And there are all these, like, there are these fake Barbara Streisands that show up on the show. Really good. Um, But this, so Barbara Streisand comes out on the Rosie O'Donnell show, and Rosie is just, like... Crying. Shattered. Yeah. she's like... When you came out, it's like seeing my mother. 
And it's like, well, to deal with that projection... <laughs> on, yikes, on camera. Barbara. Yeah. Rosie had, like, the unique gift of being able to have her guests out and making us all feel as if she'd never met them, ever. Well, I suspect... I don't know. Yeah, it, it's... It, yeah, it certainly does like, feel like that. And it does did also Did she not seem, say hi backstage? Right, I'm it does seem like that was, like, a hi. normal thing. I mean, I don't right. know. I mean, this Barbra Streisand thing, I remember, I remember watching this. And it was a full well, hour with Barbra Streisand. And how could you forget and when like they rearrange the a whole set for yeah, somebody? Yeah. Incredible. Barbara's, it's very, that's a lot of work to be. That's so much well, to take. To be Barbra Streisand. I, I'm, yeah. It's good that Barbara doesn't seem to be out and about much in terms of like, in the public publicity, but like, you know, when you're that neurotic, I guess you, you can't be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's also like, what do you want in your life? You know, like, do, right. Do you want to feel, she wants, she wants, wanna, a, like... she wants them all in her basement. She wants privacy. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know. Um, well not, uh, Barbara can do whatever she wants. I hope she's literally having she a great time. Want. Wait, what was I going to tell you? Barbara. Oh, Rosie. Oh, God. That show was wow. so important for me. So important. Remember, do you remember when Tom Selleck came on and Rosie mm. was like, you're bad? Wow, I don't, but I'm going to look that up. Well, Tom Selleck Tom came on. Oh, well, of course, that was psychotic. But Tom <laughs> Selleck came on to talk about something and they had like made an agreement to sort of not talk about gun control. Mm. But then Rosie was like, why are you being a spokesperson for the NRA? And he's like, I'm not. And she was like, you're in their ads. And he was like, you said we weren't going to talk about this. And it's really Incredible. amazing. That was um, like a, a kind of foreshadowing of the dark Rosie that would come out. The Dark Rosie. Really? I, re- I remember reading her book. Do you read her? You know about her book? I never I never read it. Her book should be a movie. It's it's one of these scam stories. Basically, someone was like scamming her. Oh, yeah. Her. Yeah. She got into this like weird Emotional kind of relationship with, with a scam artist. Also... She there was this period of time where she like cut her finger and then it like she got like a staph infection and mm. and so she was coming on to do the show like on painkillers and she was like laughing 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 her ass off and I was like this is amazing television. Also, Rosie O'Donnell is on the nanny. Yeah, it's all the same. You know, it's like that is wow. the time. It's the nanny. It's Rosie O'Donnell. It's what were those kush 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 balls. <laughs> Cushy balls. Cush. Um, she was always catapulting them at people in the audience. Incredible. That was, you know, that was also, you know, they started shooting t-shirts into the stands. Oh, t-shirt games. cannon. And oh. Oprah was like, I'm going to give people cars. She really did. That was wild. Incredible. Incredible. All right. I yeah. guess we should stop. I have to go do some oh. other stuff. Okay. Well, that was great. Yeah, that was... I mean, I didn't hear from you all week, so I was glad. I thought, I hope Reed's okay. I'm sort of like, am I? I don't know, question mark. This is this Things is are, the hardest. This is the hardest job we've ever done, like crazy. hands down. It's yeah. I mean, we're talking about hundreds of costumes as opposed to a couple. 
Well, and so. like the whole inside of this like mega production dynamic, which is also strange. Tr- tr- truly, truly. Um, so just like everybody, keep your fingers crossed for us that it's a it's okay. <laughs> it's uh, gonna be okay. I know it. It has to be. Yeah. All right. Well. Well. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, and we loves you, and we loves and you. buy a tote bag, rate, view, and subscribe, and um, yeah, watch the video, I, go on, go on YouTube, yeah, uh, um, I don't know, someone did the anchor ninety nine cent thing. I don't know how I love that's that. going, but send us a message. I don't, I don't ninety nine cents, please. Also, it seems like iTunes is doing some, or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called now, is like doing something. I don't, everyone's doing stuff and everything's different, and isn't that exciting? Isn't that? Yeah, pandemic has changed things better for better and worse. <laughs> yes, more on that next time. All right, I'm gonna um, put eat yogurt. I might even shave my face a little. Wow. And then I think walk to work. Yeah, I think I think you'll feel better if you do that. That will make me feel good. I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna shave to the skin, but I I'm gonna use the electric one. Get it. All right. Do you sh- do you shave? Well, to the I love skin you, Reed, and I love you, oh, listeners. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. We'll bye. Bye, Jeremy. Sing the song. But I'm glad. Oh. Oh, we're not going to do it? No, we're not going to do okay. it. Okay. What's going on with dance and stuff? Stuff. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.